Hello everyone, and welcome to It Is In Us Now, It Is In U.S. Now, a podcast that encourages independent deep thought, inner reflection, positive vibration, benevolent opinion, self-discovery, awareness and awakening, selfless intent, self-reliant research, freedom to express and experience, and the proliferation of constructive gems of information. I am your host, Gil C., bringing you this podcast from the ever-awakening, quickly-awakening U.S. of America, and I am very grateful and joyous to bring you this podcast number 37. Well, hello, 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 everybody. Um, It is quite a great and beautiful day today. The weather has just been immaculate, sunny, cool, breezy, kind of feels like an early spring in the winter. (laughs) Well, we haven't hit the winter exactly according to like solstice type things, but we are in the season um, as it is, of course, the month of December. My goodness, how time is flying rather quickly. So overall, though, I feel like there have been a lot of very good, positive vibes. Um, as individuals, of course, we are still working things out on our own, you know, levels. But just the overall, it's been great. Um, as I did say, yes, it is the last month of the year. And I just kind of feel like I am moved to speak about a few topics that have encompassed the last few podcasts and thusly this quarter of the year. And those topics would be, if you recall, (laughs) gratitude, intent, Mercury retrograde, and our planetary positioning. And I feel as though these are topics that have so much to them, especially the first two, gratitude and intent. It seems like... I don't know, lately I won't go a day without experiencing something that kind of brings these two to mind. So let's get started because there is quite a bit to go through. On the idea of of gratitude, uh, in the past podcasts I gave examples of coming across, um, I guess it was like an article, an online article about the practice um, that some of the world's most successful people will engage in. Um, And to my surprise, upon reading the article, it was about expressing gratitude. So these very successful people make it a habit and a practice to, on the daily, find a way to express gratitude. Some may think that's like so simple that it, it, how can something that simple help someone become so successful? Well, I don't know. It was very profound because I don't think that's an idea that people think about initially when they think about successful people. Um, And I just, uh, my whole point is to make a note that this is something that they are doing. They're expressing gratitude. And I found it rather interesting uh, that some of these individuals kept a gratitude journal. 
and that every morning upon waking or every evening before going to bed, they would take the time to write down what that they are grateful for. And I felt that that was very a very good idea. I felt like it was also a very organic idea, especially if you're doing it when you wake up because it's kind of like um it's kind of like these are the first thoughts that pop into your head upon consciousness and they're being directed towards gratitude. So, you've probably guessed that I've done this. But there were a few questions. You know, what would one write? Would it seem fair to be grateful for one thing and not for another? And is it superfluous to be grateful for the simplest of things? I would probably say that we don't want to overthink something like this. Um, especially if you hear this or have heard or read about this kind of exercise, you know, to journal things uh, that you are grateful for. And other people have done this with other things too, you know. Um, if you have read about the law of attraction, it's just about keeping in mind things that you want to come to you. But that's going to go into uh, the next topic of intent. So... <laughs> Again, back to this journaling of gratitude. Um, the goal, I think, would be to keep the practice of gratitude in mind. And at times when we are feeling especially far from like the light and positive vibrations, because trust me, some of them heavy vibes are still lingering out there in the ethereal or in this dimension of things. And it gives us the opportunity to kind of like go back or to have a place to go to and to read in our own thoughts and in our own expressions what it is that has made us thankful. You know, it, it gives us a chance to resuscitate that feeling, to find a place to re-engage comfort and faith, I guess, would be other ways to put it. Um, because if we're feeling low, if we're feeling down, you know, as the human experience goes, uh, in order to combat those feelings, I think reading something that made one feel grateful for would kind of lighten the heart, you know? So I think that's a good practice. And because I felt so strongly about it, yes, I did start doing a journal of gratitude for myself and I have to say um since I started <laughs> I've only missed one day but I mean I just started so it hasn't been many days on to that but the one day that I did miss um happened because I guess our friend's giving was so successful <laughs> that I ended up being thankful a day later <laughs> We'll just put it this way. The Jesus juice was on point. Wine makes you feel fine in the moment, doesn't it? <laughs> so anyways, um, today I decided I would share a few excerpts from my book of gratitude just to give you guys an idea of, I don't know, what to put in there. I mean, it's not going to be the same, obviously. We're all individuals and we all have um, 
different reasons to be grateful, but I wanted to share this with you so that way you could get an idea. Sometimes it helps, you know, I asked that barrage of questions about gratitude and, and the reasons for, you know, journaling them. Um, so here are some of mine, and I'm kind of going to take it from the starting point and I'll, I'll, I'll take it up till, you know, till today. And it's not much because like I said, it's only been a few days. Um, so I journaled tonight before slumber. I find myself thankful for this idea. It is a very good way to look back on all the things I am grateful for. Today was pleasant and for this I am thankful. The food was delicious and adequate and for that I am thankful. My bus arrived on time and I made it home in a timely manner. I am thankful. I remembered to do my core workout exercises, as I usually forget, I am thankful that I remembered. <laughs> I am thankful for the company I keep at work. I am thankful for a place to call my own. I am thankful for the ability to sustain my dwelling. <laughs> I am thankful for some of the knowledge that has been presented to me. I am thankful for Reiki. I am thankful for discernment. I couldn't read that for a minute. <laughs> I am thankful for assistance in health finances. I am thankful for family. I am grateful for my aloe vera plant <laughs> and grateful for my mother for giving me such a wonderful plant. I'm grateful to wake up today and remember to be grateful. <laughs> I am thankful for my two girls, Griselda and Peggy. They are rats. They keep my apartment filled with life. I'm... Oh, in this life, there are so many energies experiencing so many different things. I am grateful to be able to witness these experiences in all of their forms. I am grateful for the friends in my life and that we understand each other enough to respect each other. I am grateful for a brother that I can talk to about things that I may not be able to talk to others. I am thankful for his stubbornness and his ability to listen to all things with an interesting level of discernment. I am grateful for the practice of Reiki. I am grateful for the life energy that channels through. I am grateful for the body, the vessel that my consciousness inhabits. I am grateful for its resilience and its ability to heal. I am grateful for the ability of the mind, of my mind. Its ability abilities are not completely accessed but will be. I am thankful for being directed to this knowledge. I am thankful for the roof over my head and the job I have to help support that. I am thankful for parents who are able to assist when needed. 
I am thankful to have my parents around, and for the time I've been able to get to know them. I am grateful for experiences in this life. Experiences are how we learn. I am thankful for the ability to discern and navigate these experiences. I am thankful to my parents. They are unconditionally giving and loving. I am thankful for my friends who are like family. They as well are unconditionally giving and loving. See, and there I told you it wasn't much. It's just a few days of things that I felt and wanted to express in writing so that I would have a moment to draw back on those memories. I'm sorry. Sometimes I can't read that without getting a little emotional. Um, (laughs) uh, So, I mean, I just started this. It's only a few days and a few thoughts that have come to mind. And um, I guess when I am feeling that emotion or when I'm feeling gratitude. And just remember, though, like, just because it's not written doesn't mean it's overlooked. I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm still trying to get out of this. (laughs) Um, I mean, there is, after all, plenty to be grateful for. So, I mean, I've heard people be grateful for the simplest things, for just waking up, for the air that we breathe. I mean, there's a complexity in some of those things as well, because we can't take for granted the way our bodies were created or the way that um, our ecosystem and environment was created. And we're all very... um, it's all symbiotic you know we can't have one without the other so even those things that we take for granted on a daily like breathing those are things to be grateful for because it was done in such a complex way that i mean it's beyond amazing (laughs) when you think about it so anyways uh, um excuse me (laughs) in all um we need to have the intent that's right I said it we need to have the intent to be grateful and to that my friends (laughs) I've just segued us into our next conversation that was my intent (laughs) so so um, perhaps as the second topic I find that the idea of intent has been cycling around these last few weeks to maybe like the last month or two. And this is why I feel like this last quarter of the year has been focused on these topics of gratitude and intent. I have to say though, like recently, very recently, I think within the last couple of weeks, more importantly, the idea of intent has evolved into the idea of selfless, selfless intent. And I've used that expression selfless intent, at least I think in the last two podcasts. Um, So it's, it's kind of to give you an example of how this focus of the idea of intent has been drawn to this pinnacle of selfless intent. So... Are we only doing for ourselves? That is the question. How do the choices that we make 
and the actions that we carry out affect others. Do we even consider this? Are we even aware there are ripples of effect for ourselves and others? Do we even care? (laughs) And I have to ask that question of those who may discard these thoughts because it's important. It's important that we care. Again, to a degree, we are pushed, directed, and sometimes motivated to do for ourselves. Sometimes it's selfish selfishness because in that we become throat cutters to provide for a family or to take on a debt or to try and prove something to oneself. It's the culture, it's the lifestyle, it's the way society and humans in society have been taught. Again, the question, uh, some of the things that I have heard are everyone is out for themselves or no one can trust another person or family will be the first to take advantage or screw one over. I mean, I've, I've literally heard these words come out of mouths. I've heard them expressed on television, in, in shows, whether they're entertainment or opinionated. Um, so it is society. I mean, it is the way that we were brought up at this part of our evolution. And um, maybe, maybe that was presented to us as a human race at this moment in time. So we could find a way to either deconstruct it or to overcome it. You know, if, if, if we are constantly bombarded with the idea that we can't trust another person for fear of being taken advantage of or being used or um, being uh, unappreciated, then maybe our challenge is to find a way to overcome that, you know, to find a way to realize that in being selfish, even if it's for the benefit of like a family, we're hurting other people. And I talked about that in another podcast, um, the idea of like working for, for a boss who is being selfish because that boss, um, doesn't fully appreciate like the work that the team may put into, into the, the overall job. And, um, reaping the benefits of that teamwork but not sharing the benefits with the team so um and that could be as simple as someone like thinking i have to provide for my family so i have to take everything that i can you know and 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 that's the thing well if you're hearing this and you're listening (laughs) now is the time to break that program now is the time to be aware of how you focus your intentions Are they benevolent? Are they constructive? Do they build up? What are your intentions? And where is your heart? Very profound questions I have to ask only because I've asked myself. So now I'm asking you. As individuals, we can always work towards the betterment of ourselves in a way that will do no harm to another that will not take away or dishearten another. This 
not to say that it won't happen after all because this life is about learning and some of our lessons are hard but if we are aware that when we make a decision take an action or speak a word the intent is benevolent or good or honest then the ripples that creates will find their effect appropriately and as planned so I guess I'm trying to say there is like sometimes yes we are going to step on another person's foot sometimes yes there is going to be miscommunication sometimes yes there will be moments of heavy energy but if when those moments occurred through an intent that was intended through an intent that's intended to be benevolent that just might be a lesson that had to come about in order to learn that's all i'm saying with that um we have to create selfless intent because ultimately being aware of others and doing for others will bring great fortune it will change hearts and it will allow others to transform into the same energy of intent we sought to create keep in mind one grain of sand does not make a beach one drop of water does not make an ocean one blade of grass does not make a field it's many it's multiples and as humans one individual does not make up the existence and entirety of this amazing race of beings the human race it's all of us it takes all of us to make an impact when we are seen collectively just like the impact many grains of sand create to make a beautiful beach or many drops of water make to create a magnificent ocean or many blades of grass to create a breathtaking field of beauty it takes all of us i mean can you imagine what kind of life we can build if our intent was selfless and constructive knowing that benefiting others will ultimately benefit us will ultimately benefit the self i believe that we would reach a new height a new life and a new light in this life and i have to say my friends that is my intent for us Okay, so our conversation on Mercury retrograde and the planetary grouping is going to be rather brief in that I'm only bringing this up to attention because we're coming to the conclusion of both cycles. As they are ending within a day of each other, I do feel as though there may be an increase in the intensity of their influence. So that's kind of why I was just like, "Oh, let's talk about this again." <laughs> also, it seems just like with the other two topics, these are primarily the focus for this quarter of the year. So, for those of us who are aware, be prepared, but not expectant, just prepared. Prepared to take that deep breath 
prepared to put your mind in the right place if there is a miscommunication or delay or anything of that nature. And continue to practice patience. If you are hearing this and you are listening, you will be the one to exemplify these behaviors amongst those around you. And I would be willing to bet that those around you who are close to you but do not or have not been introduced to this message or information, they will probably wonder how you're so grounded, balanced, and unfazed by the frustrations during this influence. So Mercury... Um, I'm sorry, for the influence that Mercury is having right now during this time frame. <laughs> it's getting my notes confused. Um, but we do have five days to go. It ends on the 6th. And then Mercury will move forward. And then we will have the ultimate ability to perhaps see some of the things that were overlooked uh, during this time frame. We will have the ultimate ability and experience to sort out any existing miscommunications that may have occurred during Mercury's retrograde. And now isn't that exciting? <laughs> no, but really, this is like kind of where everything starts to flush out. Because, and again, Mercury influences communication and travel amongst other things, but heavily those communication, travel, communication and travel. So please keep that in mind. Um, as far now as the planetary grouping is concerned, as a reminder, all of the major bodies of our solar system and some of the dwarfs have all been in the same area to one side of the sun. So this is something, you know, that has happened a few times I mean, though I've not done extensive research, those who have, have noted that um, it's only happened about five or six times in the last 120 years, for one. But they have also noted that, that there is um, an increase in Earth activities uh, during this period. And again, this speaks to the influence of these bodies being in the same area of each other. Um, from a physical perspective, yes, these planets are at a great distance, a great, great distance. But relatively speaking, they aren't compared to Earth or the Sun as they would be to us. Does that make sense? I mean... They are as far as... A, how can I put this? Okay, so... Relatively speaking, they aren't as far away to us as they would be to the Earth or the Sun. No more than the sky is as far away to a grain of sand. Or the peak of a mountain is to the ant at the bottom of a valley. Does that make sense? Like, yes, we're so small compared to the planet that those other bodies are very far away, but to the planet, they're not, okay? There's, it's just relatively speaking. So the one thing that is noted, and that's all just to talk about the idea of the influence, the influence of these bodies being around each other. So the one thing that I did want to note is that um, 
Yes, this occurrence does only happen every so often. So like I said earlier, researchers have, you know, they have found that this has happened maybe five or six times in the last 120 years. And it has happened twice this year. But I also think we need to take into consideration that there will be a greater space of time as we move forward. And this is primarily because um, of the orbits of the planet. So Mercury will be the first to break out of the cycle. And then depending on their locations, it should be Venus, Earth, and then Mars to follow suit. But some of the other planets will stay in the group Um and so even though they're still in the process, they're also in the process of separating. So we know this because of their orbits. And it's those orbits that make me consider how unique these groupings have the potential to be. Because, like I said, as far as like uh, the next ones to break the cycle, it should be Venus, Earth, and then Mars. Well, that's because Venus has a 224-day cycle. Earth has a 365-day cycle. Mars has a 687-day cycle. So all of these planets are slowly separating outside of this grouping. Those will be the first, obviously. But then you have Jupiter with a 12-year cycle. You have Saturn with a 29-year cycle. You have Uranus with an 84-year cycle. You have Neptune with an 165-year cycle. And then you have Pluto with a 248-year cycle. So to get all of our planets and most of the dwarfs to one side of the sun, yeah, that's pretty amazing because by the time Pluto does its thing and finds itself in this similar grouping, who knows? It could be 50 years. It could be 25 years. It could be a century. It could be uh, another 150 years before the timing is just right to get all of these planets into one position to one side of the sun. So yes, I am building up to something. <laughs> Today in my hot soak meditative state, a thought came to mind that was very profound. It was so profound in fact that it was followed by yet another profound thought. So sometimes when meditating, I broadcast my energy or my thoughts or my intentions or all of the above to the trees around me. And in a meditative state, this is simply done in a visualization. It's me literally sending light or something of significance to these trees, visually speaking, just to give you an idea of what I'm talking about. I then ask the trees, there's one in particular, but I ask the trees or I ask them to act as a satellite, a transmitter on my behalf to help assist and spread the intentions of my thoughts, my energy and my motivations, you know, to help spread the energy. Um, I mean, because the trees are, af after all, they are directly rooted to the planet and they reach directly towards the heavens. And so I just see them as a great source of assistance when it comes to this. They are conscience energy after all in Legion. Um, but my profound thought was to utilize the earth in the same way to transmit to the planets while 
we are also relatively close to each other in this grouping. And thusly, that would allow the other planets to receive and transmit our energy. So I sent the golden white light of peace, love, joy, compassion, patience, discernment, empathy, gratitude, abundance, mercy, harmony, and faith out. Normally I do this for our planet. <laughs> but this time it was through our planet. And planets are sentient energy. They're, they're living energy. So like the trees, they're able to receive and transmit energy. And that thought was just so profound that I realized that the second profound thought was that this meditation was a missed opportunity in prior life cycles. Keeping in mind that I do believe in reincarnation, or at least in aspects of it, I feel as though I hadn't come to a conscious presence of doing this in a meditation. But this go-around, in this life, I did. So, I'm going to ask that those of you who meditate consider doing this. I think we can give them a most spectacular light show. All right, my friends. Well, that is going to end today's podcast. I would just love to say thank you for, you know, lending your listening ears, your light hearts, your open minds to, uh, to the information that I am moved to share. Not everybody hears it. Some people will. Some people have. Some people are going to. Um, but it's important just to get these ideas out there, just to get these um, feelings and thoughts expressed. And I'm just so grateful to have this ability and this platform to be able to do that. I think we're just going to wrap this up here now for the second time in an episode. Love, peace, joy, compassion, patience, empathy, discernment, mercy, abundance, gratitude, harmony, faith. It is in you. It is in me. It is in us now.